stuff for kiddos to do in that middle section. Um, but everybody's welcome to just hang out and let's just praise the Lord together.
that we celebrate today. So I just would encourage you right now as we move into a time of worship, just to think about the freedom that you've been given. We came together today in a really different way, right? This feels different, even though we've done a parking lot before. But we come seeking communion with him. That's all we come to seek. It doesn't matter if there's two of us or 200 of us, but we seek time spent with him. So right now, I just want you to think about what it looked like in the garden, right? When they had constant communion with God. This song says, take me back there. I want you to think about that for a minute as we sing this song, but just seek his face right now.
Father God, we thank you for meeting us here. Lord, we thank you for the people that you've surrounded us with. Thank you for the freedom that we have to worship you in a backyard, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, we're so grateful that we just don't have the words to say. It feels like no matter what we say, it won't be enough. So, Lord, we just lift these songs to you today as a praise offering, hoping that you will accept it as a sweet and pleasing sound unto your ear, Lord God. We love you, Jesus.
Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me and lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Oh. I'll just lift up one big hallelujah on three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. We love you guys. It's been so much fun getting to worship outside with you again. Uh, but will you turn around and find a familiar face or an unfamiliar face and say hello and happy fourth? talk to you. Oh, this is cool. We could be like a microphone sandwich. There we go. Hi. I think we've met all of you, but if we haven't, my name's Kate Punzel. I help out with worship around here. I also live at this house, so um, we heard that because we were hosting at our house, that we were also hosting and doing announcements. It just seemed to make sense. So here we are hosting. Hi, I'm Kate. This is... I'm Dustin. Do you live here too? I also live here. Occasionally. Yeah, right back here. It's true. Yes. <laughs> anyway, welcome to our home. We're so happy that we can have you guys here. Um, but we're just going to continue this morning, not only in our tithes and offerings, um, but also in being a community and being a church and knowing what's going on. So I would really, really encourage you, hop on um, Church Center and take a look at what's going on. Justin's going to kind of give you the rundown. Um, but the other thing that you can do on Church Center is give. We'll talk more about giving in a minute. But um, if you're looking for a place to send your tithe, it's really, really easy through the app. So go ahead and pull that up. Take awesome. it away, babe. All right. Well, some of the announcements for this coming week and beyond. Um, there is no youth group this Tuesday. I see a couple of our youth out there hanging out in the shade, drinking some waters. Fantastic. But there's no youth group this week. Thursday is Fight Club Men's Group. Check out the Church Center app for that. Um, this coming Sunday, we do have the Mexico Missions meeting. So if you want to be part of those trips, uh, make sure you attend those meetings. Um, and then the big one coming up later this month. Oh my goodness, it is July. I forget, it is July. But coming up later this month, is Vacation Bible School. It is our treasured theme. It is a free outreach to the community. So if you know kids in your neighborhood, 
friends from baseball, from karate, from whatever that is, make sure they know about it and they are on their way to being signed up. And you can sign up for that on the Church Center app. All right, we, it looks like we already have quite a few coming and we would love to see more and more uh, be at that event. And immediately following Vacation Bible School, we have a church beach day. Baptisms and barbecue at the Menifee Beach and Swim Club on that Sunday following Vacation Bible School, the 26th. There's a lot happening. 25th, 26th, something like that. 25th. I'm, I'm reading the numbers wrong. <laughs> I put a little extra loop in there, but the 25th. <laughs> okay. Um, also, for those of you who are planning on helping out with BBS, if you have not yet registered, you can also do so with the same link that you register the kiddos. Today is the last day that if you register, we can promise you the correct shirt size. So I have to turn those shirt orders in tomorrow. So if you haven't registered and you want to volunteer, make sure you get in there. Um, and make sure that you register each person in your family and how they're going to be participating. So we need to know if the parents are helping and the teens are helping, the kids are helping, each person needs a registration. Um, so we're, if you can't tell, we kind of love VBS around here. We've actually been hosting prep nights here. So if you want to check out some of the set pieces before you leave, they're in that great barn over there. They're, they're a lot of fun. We're really excited. Um, so before, um, before we move on to the sermon, I just want to remind everyone that um, part of worship, part of reflecting our love for the Lord is giving back what he's given us. So the same way that we're giving of our time right now and we give of our talents, we also um, give of the profits that we make, the monetary profits that we make, because we know that the jobs that we have and the income that we have comes directly from him. Um, so if you, if you don't know how to give or you haven't given before, I would really encourage you either to seek out counsel from our leadership team about what that looks like, spend time in the word reflecting on what that looks like, but it is a spiritual discipline that as a leadership team we all um, participate in and we've all seen the blessings of, and it is exactly what the Lord has called us to do. Um, so before we move into the sermon, I just want to pray over the tithes and offerings today. Father God, we thank you for everything that you've given us, God. We know that what we give back is just a fraction of what you fill us with, God. We thank you for consistently filling our cups so that it's overflowing, Lord. We pray that today that you would bless every penny that is given to your kingdom and use it to save just one more soul, Lord. Father God, we have a passion for your people coming to know you, Lord, and we want to participate in that in every way possible. Lord Jesus, as a church, we just call upon you right now, and we pray that you would speak to our hearts as the message comes about, Lord. We love you. We want to honor you today. Thank you for meeting us here. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, can we give a warm welcome to Pastor Justin? Thank you, Punzels. You guys are incredible. Oh, my goodness. How's everybody doing today? Oh, so good. How's everybody doing online? I know we got some people online watching. Thank you for watching. I know we don't have our typical setup, um, but we have we have dumb stuff down and just to enjoy it, right? Such a, such a good thing. Can you hear me okay? You need a different one? Okay. All right. I'll give you Thank you, Dustin. Oh, yeah, that one's way louder, huh? Perfect. How's everybody online? You doing good? Let's see how they're doing. Catherine Pereira, I'm glad you're doing good. Sonny Hassler, glad you're doing good. Carolyn McKinney, uh, the Bush family. Um, Kevin Caldwell, love you, dude. God has done so much in this church since you guys have been here a long, long time ago. Love you guys so much. Hope you're doing awesome and amazing. The Carlsons, the Gates, uh, Dorothy Faraganin, love you, girl. Love you all so much. Monica Harper, glad you're on here. We are so excited. It's going to be a good day today. Can somebody say it's going to be a good day? Oh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be such a good day. I'm going to have to figure this out so I don't have a table and I don't have my, let's see. It's not your fault because I didn't think of it. Let's see if I can open that up. There we go. Well, I was going to use this, but it's really low. There we go. All right, perfect. Happy Independence Day, guys. How's everybody doing? Are you doing good? Are you excited? Who's going to go see fireworks later? Got some people going to see fireworks later. Are you guys going to watch fireworks online? Did you get camping spots? Is that why you're watching online today? I want to make sure that you got your good spot. You know, we'll tell people to move for you if we need to. We'll come and get them. But uh, I'm so excited. It's going to be such a good day. I love today. Today is celebrating our nation's birthday and such a cool thing. And so 
to do that, I wanted to take a moment and, and do a prayer and a pledge. Can we do that together? Can we stand to our feet? Yes. Come on, we're gonna, we're gonna, we have, probably haven't done this since elementary school or middle school, I'm not sure. But we're gonna, we're gonna pledge allegiance to the flag together, amen? This is a nation that we are proud of, amen? Awesome, let's do this together. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen, come on, lift up a shout in this place today. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. It's gonna be such a good day today. I'm gonna hold my Bible like this, I think, today. Oh, gosh. 1776 was the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And I'm gonna read just a, one little excerpt from that for today's message. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Can somebody say amen? amen. Oh, you know, sometimes when I look at what's going on in the world today, I gotta be honest, sometimes I'm wondering if, if our nation has forgot who they are. When I, when I read these words and I'm looking at this, I'm like, what has happened? We, we like to take our rights away from each other and, and we have a misunderstanding. And so I kind of, as I read that, I, ha I asked myself this question, who am I? Say that to your neighbor, who am I? Who am I? That's the title of today's message. If you'd like to follow along, you can follow along in the Bible app. And, uh, and it has everything in there. Go ahead and uh, you find uh, the more button and, and then uh, go in and look for, search for events. And then Livingstone's Church, you'll find us all in there. Um, let's pray as, as we get into the word this morning. Where are my paper Bible people at? Do we have some paper Bible people in the house? We got a few there. Got some paper Bible people online. You're watching online. Come on. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. We'll start in verse 13, but let's pray before we get in there. Father God, I thank you for this great nation. I thank you for the men and women who have shed their blood so that we can be free. Father God, I thank you that, that a group of renegades, of, of leaders, decided that they wanted to have a nation of their own that could worship freely, that, that, that could go after what God had called and created them to do, to give each other those unalienable rights. And so God, I just bless this message this morning and I bless our time together and Lord bless this United States of America. We thank you in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Give me a shout if you are on, in Matthew chapter 16. All right. Three people are there. That's good. We'll get in it today. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Verse 14, well, they've replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Verse 15, then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Come on, somebody give an amen for that. The son of the living God. Verse 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You do not learn this from, hu from any human being. Now I say that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Can somebody give an amen? amen. Oh, here's the first point this morning where my note takers at. Do we have some note takers here this morning? Got a couple. Some note taker people. Right, here's the first point this morning if you're taking notes is who I am starts with knowing Jesus. Who I am starts with knowing Jesus. The key to knowing yourself is to know your creator. When we were reading that, that, that little excerpt from the Declaration of Independence, it says that these are the truths that are self-evident. It means that they shouldn't have to be explained, that it's pretty plain and easy to see that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator. Come on, somebody with certain unalienable rights. I think what happens is, is when we forget who our creator is, if we don't know our creator, then things are not, no longer self-evident. Are you with me? It's amazing how the, these truths are no longer self-evident when we don't know our creator personally. Stuff just begins to shift and, and, and be different. What's up guys, how are you? So glad you're here. 
still got people rolling in. I'm excited. It's going to be a good day today. Somebody give me an amen. Oh, uh, you know, my, my sons, they've been kind of on this uh, Play-Doh kick lately. Uh, they've been just wanting to play with Play-Doh all the time. they got all these different colors of Play-Doh. They're all mixed together now, right? Making all kinds. Of, it makes just a brown, you know? Like, like we, don't, we don't have the yellows and the reds and those things anymore. It's just brown, you know? And, and I remember all these times my, my sons, when they want to play with Play-Doh, little, little Judah, our little two-year-old, he's like, Play-Doh, Dad, Play-Doh, Play-Doh. I want Play-Doh, Dad. Play-Doh, Dad. Right? And so we, but the fun thing is, is when, I, when they start to make something and, and they go, Dad, don't, do you see it? Do you see what it is? And I'm like, yeah, buddy, it looks awesome. Looks incredible, right? And then they're like, yeah, you, can you tell me what it is? And I'm like, is, is it a cat? He's like, no, Dad, it's a rocket ship. You know, like, like and, but the thing is, a creator knows what they made. A creator knows what they made. When you want to know what, how something works, what it was made for, you don't ask yourself who was made. You ask who made you. You ask your creator. And when you start to look at things in our nation right now, and why our nation is so upside down, and why people are so, seem so confused, whether you're on the right or the left or somewhere in the middle, there's so much confusion, I think, because we forgot who our creator is. And we didn't seek him to ask, what are those unalienable rights? What does that mean that, that we are all created equal? Come on, somebody. Does anybody agree with that this morning? Mm. Just me, that's cool, no problem. You guys are gonna shout three times as loud because you're three times as far away. Awesome. Genesis 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry around on the ground. You know, when we read this verse, I think some of us, we, we, like to, we like to kind of sit on that one word, reign. I will reign. They will reign over the world. You know, that, that word, reign, in Hebrew is rada. Somebody say rada. rada. Rada, which means rule over, to dominate, direct, lead, control, or subdue. Somebody say God made us powerful. Did God make you powerful this morning, church? Oh, God made us powerful. I hope the neighbors can hear us. Come on, somebody. God made us powerful. God made us powerful. He gave us dominion over the world. We don't have to just sit and, and wonder if, if things are going to, oh, it's, oh, the world is just falling apart. Can I tell you something? Somebody say, I have dominion. I have dominion. Are you guys watching online? Do you have dominion? Do you have dominion today? Like, do you have dominion over your own household? Come on. I think that the, that the church so, in so many ways needs to help take our country back. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. These United States of America, I love these hats. Does anybody love these hats? They've been so cool, huh? Such a cool hat. Ah, just love that. But, man, our nation, our nation needs us, church. Our nation needs us to stand up. To stand up for what he's, he, he, he wants to give us is those unalienable rights. Are you with me? Come on. Come on, somebody. Is anybody excited this morning? Yeah. Goodness. Rada, which means rule over. You know, and then we go into verse 19. And it says, in verse, uh, Matthew 16, verse 19, it says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. The fact that God made us to rule and to lead is not even the point. Did you know that? The fact that God made us to rule and to lead this world isn't even the point. I think the point is the likeness of Him. Is everything okay? You're going to help me with what? You want me to sit down? Thanks. It's good to see you. That's for my notes? Okay. It's the woman you gave me, Lord. Come on, somebody. Somebody lift up a shout this morning for Pastor Kelsey. She's like, I, I'm just tired of watching you try to juggle all that stuff without, you're going to drop something and this is going to be so much fun. The truth is we miss the point when we think it's all about us and the power that we have. 
Because God gave us the power and he gave us dominion. He gave us dominion over the world we live in. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer victims. Amen? He gave us that dominion. But here's the thing that we miss sometimes. Is that, that in that word it says that he, he created a human beings that they'd be like us. Did you read that part? Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. My question is, how do we lead? Come on. Yeah, we might have dominion. We might have been given dominion. You know, you might have been given dominion over, over the, the circumstances in your life. And, and you start to find that that dominion is the negativity that keeps coming out of your mouth over and over and over yeah. again. And that dominion you've been given, you've been given life to the negative things in your life so many times. And you're wondering what in the world is going on. But God created things and he said they were good. Yes. The life that you have is good. Come on, somebody say your life is good. Tell your neighbor, your life is good. Tell your other neighbor, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Because it's even better than good, right? That's what it is, right? It's how do you see the world? How, are you seeing it the way that God sees it? Because when God created the creeping things, he said it was good. Oh, look at Chelsea's face. Come on, somebody. Right? She's like, the creeping things are not good. I have so many questions for God. Why do you make creeping things? <laughs> Oh, this morning as we were getting ready, this little little baby spider was crawling on my ceiling. You ever you ever like see that spider crawling on the ceiling? And I was watching it, it as crawling right over the top of my bed, and right over my pillow, that thing decides to like make a little web to come down. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right? And my two-year-old's like, Dad, what are you doing? As I'm standing on top of the bed trying to reach up and squish this thing because I don't want to sleep with it later, you know? But creeping things. But God said all things are good. All things come together for good for those that love the Lord. Amen? Amen. Oh, man, even spiders, huh, Chelsea? Oh, gosh, she does not agree with that. We need to pray for Chelsea. We need to pray for Chelsea. In that, that section where God says we made them to be like us, the Hebrew word used there is demute. Say demute. 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 It means with similarity of. And so here's the second point for my note takers this morning. I will lead and love like Jesus. Can we say that together? I will lead and love like Jesus. You see, it's, it's all about, yes, we have power. That's the first thing we've got to figure out. Yes, we have power. We have dominion in what God has called and created us to do. But at the same time, we're supposed to function in his likeness. And if we function in his likeness, this... Is this helping some people get to your identity? Who am I? Somebody say, who am I? Who am I? Oh, I'm telling you who you are this morning right now. You are, you are a powerful human being who has dominion. You have dominion. You have power. God has given you power. But you are also made in the likeness of God. God made you in his likeness to have his heart for things. I will lead and love like Jesus. 1 John 4, 8 says, But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Mm. Come on, somebody. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 13, verse 4. This is actually the first verses that Chelsea ever read in the Bible. Did you know that? This is it right here. It's in the love chapter. She, she, I remember talking to her on the phone. She had just gone to a wedding. And, and uh, you know, for all of you that are looking for your future spouse, just plug your ears right now because you're not supposed to listen to this. But... Uh, my beautiful bride did not know Jesus for herself when we first met. It was a flirt to convert action. And, and uh, I remember she came home from a wedding and said, Hey, I heard this thing at a wedding. Is that really in the Bible? And I said, Yeah, it is. And she said, oh, Okay. And I said, Do you have a Bible there with you? She's like, I think I, my family has one somewhere. And so she goes, goes around the house looking for a Bible. And she says, Hey, I, I, got, I got the Bible. I got it right here. I said, All right, go ahead and turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. She's like, the book I have the book in my hand what do you mean the book come on somebody that I mean it's just so good to know how God can just take your life and take it in a whole new direction amen now she preaches from the word when she couldn't didn't even know there were multiple books within a book but first Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 says love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud verse 5 or rude it is it does not demand its own way it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. Verse 6. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7. Love never gives up. 
never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstances. Who am I starts with knowing Jesus. Once you know Jesus, you strive, strive to live, lead, and love like Jesus does. But that is a lot to live up to, isn't it? Does anybody look at what love is? It says, you know, in 1 John, it says, anybody who does not love does not know God because God is love. And then it explains in 1 Corinthians what love is. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, do I qualify as I start reading this? Oh, love is patient. I've already failed. Love is kind, not always. I was made in the image of God. Come on, somebody. I have dominion in the name of Jesus. Love is not jealous or boastful. I didn't celebrate that new thing that I just got. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not proud or rude, ever. Definitely not. Not when somebody gets my order wrong at the restaurant. That's never rude. It does not demand its own way. Mm, here's, here's one for me. I don't know if it hits you guys the same. It's not irritable. <laughs> it's not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice. You ever wish ill on somebody because they did something ill to somebody else? Come on, somebody. I know, I know I've done that before. But rejoices whenever the truth wins out. What if the truth is, re is revealing your lie? Come on, somebody. Love never gives up? Like never? No matter the circumstances? Never loses faith? Huh. Always hopeful? I mean, now that I read this, I pretty much don't qualify for any of these. Does anybody feel that with me? You're like, oh my gosh, like the Bible's so mean. No? I, whatever happened, why don't I measure up? You know what? Like when I read about Peter, Peter's one of my heroes, right? And he just had this moment with Jesus where Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And, and, and Peter, Peter always likes to open his mouth and sometimes he gets it right, right? And he opens his mouth and he says, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, oh, you get it. You hear my father in heaven. He, he must have told you this because you couldn't have learned this from another person. I'm going to change your name to Peter. And you know what's interesting about that is if you look up the, the name Peter, which means rock, Petros. Somebody say Petros. Petros actually means rocky ground often defined as a thin soil layer with bedrock or larger rocks just underneath. I'll be honest with you. When, uh, when my staff sergeant would call me a rock, it didn't mean that I was like where God was going to build his church. You get what I'm saying? Right? He, he meant I was as smart as a rock, you know, like, <laughs> that I, I had the intelligence of a rock. And, and, you know, and sometimes I have to wonder, when, especially knowing Peter's story, this guy was a rock sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like goodness gracious. Like, he, he did some of the dumbest things. Are you with me? But as you read on in that section where it says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock. Now that second word rock, that, that word rock is Petra. Say Petra. Now if anybody, any of you were, were Christian kids in the, in the early 2000s, you remember Petra. Petra means rock, right? It was this rock band, and I, I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, but Petra. But that one only means bedrock. See, even when, when we get our name and we get a definition of who we think we are, Petros, right? Petros, Peter, that means rock. Sometimes it might just mean a shallow place. It might just mean a, a rocky place. Come on. Are you sitting next to somebody who might be a rocky place? Are you with me? Come on. Right? My bride's looking at me like, you're the rocky place in our house. You know what I mean? And it's, but, but here's what the thing is. But upon this rock, upon this bedrock, solid rock, I will build my church. This is where God redefines who we are. I believe God wants to redefine our nation. He wants to redefine who we are. Amen? What do you guys think in the back? Are you, you agree with me back there? Come on. Looking good in that hat back there. You're going to be the next model on our on our Living Stones calendar. Come on, somebody. But here's the thing. Here, here's, the, here's the third point this morning. I will be the rock that Jesus says I am. You see, the world will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a rock. Yeah, you're a rock, buddy. You're a rock. 
You know, like I, you get that? Like, yeah, Jesus called you a rock, Peter. It's not a good thing. You know, like, are you with me? Right? Oh, there goes Peter, the rock. You know, like, you know, all of a sudden, but I'll be the rock that Jesus says that I am. I'll be the rock that Jesus says I am. I'll be that, that firm foundation that God can build the church on. Do you know that God is building the church on you? Our church is named Living Stones for a reason. Because he builds his church. Amen? Come on, somebody say, build your church. Build your church. You know what? We're all a bunch of rocks. Hello? We're a bunch of rocks. We don't get it half the time. We're a bunch of rocks. And what's crazy about this thing is just right after this, just a few minutes later, Jesus is explaining to his disciples what's about to happen to him. He's explaining that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into Jerusalem. I'm going to go into this place and, and they're going to torture me and they're going to put me on a cross. But I'll be back in a couple of days. And Peter, again, he opens his mouth, but he's not always right. Are you with me? And he says, Jesus, this can't happen. You're the Messiah. Oh, this can't happen to you. I won't let it. Come on. Is anybody with me like sometimes? You're like, I, I, I get the vision, God. I get what you're saying, but I don't want it to be like that. Are you with me? And Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You just called him the rock, the bedrock, a couple verses ago. And now it's get behind me, Satan. And Jesus says to Peter, he says, your humanity just got in the way. How many times do we redefine what rock means to us? Where all of a sudden our humanity gets in the way. Oh yeah, Jesus called me a rock. It's, he actually meant that I'm stupid. That I'm not good enough. That I came, came from the wrong place. That I'm just meant to be trampled on. You know, I remember that the, 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 where, where Jesus talked about how the seeds, that, that get, some of them go on, on good soil, some of them go on the rock. Yeah, I'm that soil. I'm shallow soil. The roots don't take place, right? Sometimes we start redefining ourselves, but we're not redefining ourselves the way that Jesus does. See, when Jesus defined Peter, he said, no, you're going to be the bedrock in which I build my church. But the problem is, is that just like Peter, all of us, our flesh get in the way. Our flesh gets in the way. Our humanity gets in the way. And can I be honest with you? Our humanity has gotten in the way of our nation being one nation under God, indivisible, indivisible. with liberty. Come on, indivisible, indivisible, indivisible. Love covers a multitude of sin. Come on, somebody. Oh, man, can we love people to life? Yes. Come on, somebody. Uh, it doesn't mean that you debate with somebody and you've got to be right. Are you with me? We can debate the Bible all day long, and I can make people feel really, really dumb. Or I can just explain to them how much God loves them. Yes. And maybe they don't get it yet, but I'm praying that they do. And you know what? No matter what slanderous thing you might say to me or about me when I, when I walk out the door, Jesus still loves you and so do I. Amen? Come on. Can we live that out, church? I will be the rock that Jesus says that I am. Romans 3.10 says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one. None of us are good enough. All of us are just like Peter. I think that's why I like Peter so much. Because if he's the one that God chose to, to build his church on, and he kept doing these dumb things and saying dumb things. I just know that he can use me. Yeah. Don't you? Yep. God can use you in the middle of your mess ups, in the middle of how, how you keep going back to your humanity. Come on, just like me, going back to our humanity, having arguments with people in your head. Come on, are you with me? Oh, they don't get it. They don't understand, right? Have you ever done that? Like, yeah. I spend so many hours arguing with people in my head. <laughs> Are you with me? But instead, I should be sitting there going, Jesus, yeah. you're so good. Jesus, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God, who made a promise to his people, who gave us dominion and power to walk out our purpose. God, you're so good. I will be the rock that Jesus says that I am. And when I fall short, because we all fall short, I'll seek him again. God, who do you say I am again? How many times do we have to be reminded? One more. 
That's the answer. One more time. One more time. One more time. Jesus will remind you one more time who you are. He'll remind you one more time that you're an overcomer. He'll remind you one more time that you are not your diagnosis. He will remind you one more time that you are not your addiction. He'll remind you one more time that you are the rock in which I will build my church. You are a living stone. I use my living stones and I move them around and I will build my church. I'm building my church on, on Jason. I'm building my church on Blanche. I'm building my church on Eugene. I'm building my church on you. I'm building my church. Are you with me? One more time, Jesus, remind me. Did you call me a rock because I'm an idiot? Because I am. Or did you call me the rock because you want to build a church on people like me? Mm. Build your church, Lord. Build your church, Lord. Build your church, Lord. A nation or generation who knows their creator will know themselves. They'll understand what it actually means when the fathers of this nation wrote the words, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Jesus, the rocks won't cry out on our watch because we cry out to you. We cry out to you to be a, a nation, one nation under God, indivisible again. One nation, not a divided nation, not a nation of red and blue. Father, a nation that is united under love, united under God, indivisible, cannot be divided that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Just like you said to Peter, as we come to the realization of who you are in our lives, Lord, then we will come to the realization that we are the rocks in which you want to build your church. We are that firm foundation that will stand when things get hard, when things look too difficult, when everybody else has it easy and we choose the higher road to follow you. God will believe for more. If you're here this morning and you haven't made that commitment to Jesus to give your life to him, then right now is your moment. If you're watching online, right now is your moment. Jesus cares about you. He's thinking about you and he wants you with all your mess-ups, with all your humanity, he'll still choose to build his church on you because he believes in you that much. If you are hearing my voice right now, it's because you were born for a purpose in this time and in this place to help lead this nation back to God. A nation that knows God will love one another. A nation that knows God will honor one another. A nation that knows God will not be greedy, will not be boastful. They'll be full of love and compassion. A nation that knows God will be powerful with dominion to lead like God leads. Come on, somebody. I believe that as we are redefined individually, one stone at a time, one living stone at a time. As we come together and we get closer together, we become that firm foundation that God can build his church on. And I don't know about you, church. Wherever you're at watching this, you are the church. Whether Living Stones is your home church or not, you are the church. You're the church who God called for this generation to preach the gospel, to preach the good news, to tell people that there is freedom that you can be free and free indeed. God has more for each of us. But we have to walk it out with his definition. And you know what? You're going to stumble. You might get a word from the Lord where he reminds you who you are. And two steps later, you're on your face again. Just like Peter. And you say, God, who do you say that I am? 
I say you're the bedrock in which I'll build my church. I entrust my bride with you. The church is Jesus' bride. And he trusts you and he trusts me to steward his bride well. If I leave my bride with somebody, I want to know she's taken care of. Jesus left his bride for us to take care of, to honor, to love, no matter how confused she might get at times. No matter how many times the world's tried to redefine her, he left her in our hands to remind that she's beautiful, that she's worth it. Are you with me? You're worth it, church. You were worth it when he put his hands on that cross. When he told Peter, get behind me, Satan, you won't tempt me. I have to do this. It's because of his love that he went to the cross. His love for a nation, his love for a world, his love for generations in the past and to come. His love is what took him to the cross. And it's his love that abides in you and I today and leads us closer and closer to the way it defines it in 1 Corinthians. Lord, help me to be less of myself and to be more of you. Amen. God woke me up at 3 o'clock this morning. And he told me what the next series was going to be. And I was like, that's great, Lord. Can, you, can we talk about this later? tried to go back to sleep for about a half an hour and I finally took my, my CPAP off and said, all right, God, let's, let's write this down. But I believe God wants to build his church. But it's going to take some strength. It's going to take some endurance. It's going to take a church who's not looking for comfort. It's going to take a church that's willing to pick up their cross and follow him. I think sometimes in the United States of America, our churches, our cross looks like a jelly donut. I'm going to pick up my jelly donut and go sit in my pew and listen to the word. I'm going to be honest with you. This, this coming season of what the church is going to need to be is going to be building his church, is constantly picking up the cross again and following him. Constantly walking with him, saying, God, I'm not going to stop. You didn't stop 10 feet on the line. I'm not going to stop. Are you with me? God wants to do something huge, but it's going to be based on our obedience. And it's going to be based on this definition. What kind of rock are we? Are we the rock that we think that we are? Are we the rock that the world says that we are? Or are we the rock that Jesus says that we are? This new series is going to be called Built. We'll start that next week. I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome. I know God's just downloading all kinds of stuff. He's going to wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It must be important. Built. Get people to church next week. If you're watching online, if you're in another state, another country, wherever you're at, get a whole bunch of people into your house next weekend and make sure that they're ready to watch the message because God is going to speak to us about how to build his church in this generation. He's going to speak to us. He's going to explain what it takes. Father, we give our lives to you this morning in every way. Lord, I put my pride down at your cross. I put what I think is righteousness, and I put it down at the feet of your cross. And if you're here this morning and you're giving your life to the Lord for the first time, or maybe you're giving your life back to the Lord, it's a state of your heart. You might have been all about jelly donuts in a cushy seat for church. But that's not what he's called the church to be. We're going to go out and be the church. Are you ready? We're going to go be the church. See the fullness of what he wants to do. What can God do through you? So as you give your life to the Lord today, you want to pray something like this. Say, Jesus, I'm not enough by myself. I can't do it anymore. I've tried. I've tried to make myself happy. That pursuit of happiness, I've tried to do it without you, and it hasn't worked. So God, I give you my life this morning, and I ask, Lord, that you'd come into my life 
and change me from the inside out. Help me to be that powerful being that is in your likeness. I thank you for the Radad, Lord. I do. I thank you. But Lord, I want to experience your likeness. I want to be, have a heart like you. I want to learn to love like you. Mm. Come on. God's got something for you this morning. If that's you this morning, if you're online, if you're here in person, if that's you, you gave your life to Jesus, you just raise your hand and say, hey, that's me. Today's my day. That's me. You're, he sees you sitting there right on your couch. He's like, he sees you in your tears. He sees you in your doubt. I know you were thinking about committing suicide, but that's not the time. Now is not the time. Oh, no one's going to convince you that you are not worth it. No one's going to convince you that you're not worthy. Because God has called you, and you are powerful. that you care about this nation. Thank you, God, that you still care about this nation. No matter how many times we've slandered you, no matter how many times we've put you down, no matter how many times we've tried to kick you out of schools, kick you out of our workplaces, kick you out of our homes, no matter how many times, God, you've still said that I want to be this, the God of this nation. So, God, we give you permission. We give you permission right here, right here in our valley, right here across the world, in all these homes and all these people that are represented. Come and be the God in this place. Redefine who we are and what we're to do in this day and age. We thank you, Jesus, for today. You are worthy of our praise. Somebody say, God bless America. God bless America. Amen. Amen. Lift up a shout for Jesus this morning. Come on. Come on. Like he's worthy. Come on. Come on. I know it's hard without a garbage can, honey. Can do your thing. But no, we love you, church. Have an amazing day. Celebrate with your family the freedoms that we have. Somebody died for those freedoms. Let's go and enjoy them. Let's go in and, and, and give honor to where honor is due. Amen. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Woo!